Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Hello and welcome to another edition of our Memory Lane podcast here on the DK Pittsburgh Sports Podcasting Network. And when I say the name Freddie Sanchez, for me personally as somebody that's covered professional baseball for a long time, the first thing I think of is professional hitter. Uh, Freddie could absolutely hit the ball. We're joined now by Freddie Sanchez. I'm really pleased to, uh, to be able to chat with you for a little bit, Freddie. How's everything going with you today, man? Pretty good. Thanks for having me. When I um, when I call you a professional hitter, are, are you good with that? Is that is that is that what a, a player like you would want your legacy to be? One hundred percent. I was just going to say I appreciate you calling me that. You know, I, I that that was what I worked towards. You know, was 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 not always. Obviously, I didn't hit for power. I wasn't the fastest guy, but I always tried to to do whatever it took um, to get the job done. And and professional hitter for me that that means a lot because that's. That was my goal, and that's what that's what I hope uh, everybody would remember me as. And in the sport of baseball, media will talk about guys as a professional hitter. Guys themselves will kind of talk about what. What does can you encapsulate what being a professional hitter means to you? To me, it meant if there was a guy on second base, I had the ability to move him over. If the infield was in, my job was to hit a fly ball and bring him in. If the infield was a back with the guy on third, my job was to hit a ground ball. For me, a lot of it is, is uh, back control. That's what, that's what I kind of uh, compare it to was, was knowing, hey, I could put this ball where I want it, when I want it. Not 100% of the time, obviously. That's freaking way too hard. But, but for, for majority of the time, is, it was just getting the little things done. If I needed to lay down a bunt, I was able to lay down a bunt. The things that I needed to do to help our team succeed is is what I wanted to do. So being able to handle the bat and um, being able to produce for the team was is what I consider a professional hitter. Freddie Sanchez, three-time All-Star, phenomenal season in 2006, winning the batting title for the Buckos. Not only the batting title uh, average of 344, but 53 doubles for Cronella. We're going to get into all of that with, with Freddie's uh, favorite memories of his career and his time with the Pirates. But, Freddie, uh, what I like to do to start these podcasts is let folks know what you're doing now. You're retired. You've been at, you're, you're out of professional baseball. What are you up to these days? Yeah, I, I coach my son's uh, club ball team. 
Uh, we're a 14U team. I've been coaching it since we were probably, what, five or six. Uh, now we're 14U. Uh, I help out at the local uh, high school. Um, I volunteer over there um, with, the, with the high school team. And I, I'm just – I love being involved with the development of young kids and, and being able to, to be a mentor and to help them uh, – learn the things that, that I was taught and hopefully they can pass pass down. Yeah, I my son's nine, Freddie. I've coached him and, and his his uh, leagues for a lot of years, so I can relate to it. Let me guess though. Your 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 kids are pretty darn good hitters. Am I would I be wrong in assuming that? No, I mean we we're we're good players, I would say. I think we're one of the top ten or fifteen teams nationally um, in the country. So it's 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 we but we put in a lot of work and, and the only reason that they're 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 good players is because they put in the time, and I was able to be around some some really good coaches and 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 be able to pass that down to them. So, um, you know, we've been doing it for a long time. We practice as hard as anybody. We work as hard as anybody. So. We got a pretty pretty solid little team that that I'm proud of. Freddie, you played ten years in the major leagues, a two ninety seven career batting average. So when we're talking about a professional hitter, that's absolutely something we'd look at. Uh, the batting title, uh, all, all the accolades. What are you most proud of, or what is your favorite memory personally for your career? Uh, hopefully that you know my, my 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 well I mean shoot when I was in Pittsburgh I mean obviously winning the World Series is always going to be uh, be the number one memory because that's the ultimate team goal that's why we play the game is to win a World Series ring and I was fortunate enough to to win two um, that to me is always going to stand out obviously uh, that batting title run in '06 was was amazing and I'll never forget the. Uh, the all-star game that year in Pittsburgh, the fans going crazy. Um, that was, that was truly, truly something special. So um, for me, uh, as far as the ultimate team goal was 2010, winning that world series will, will always probably be my, my top memory. Um, just because, you know, I've, I was always, I always wanted to be a good teammate. I always wanted to be a team player. Um, so, so definitely that you won that with the Giants, and and from what I saw, your you had uh, doubles in your first three World Series at bats. You were the first player to ever do that in the World Series. That's <laughs> that's quite an accomplishment for all the things you accomplished in your career and winning the World Series. You actually had a good World Series yourself at the plate. Yeah, I did that first game. It just clicked, uh, and and actually, it should have been four, but. Um, I was a huge fan growing up watching Vladimir Guerrero and his cannon of an arm, so I got scared. I got scared to take second on him. Uh, I thought he was going to throw me out. He ended up uh, bobbling it, but I didn't go right away, so uh, that's funny. But, yeah, everything was clicking that game, um, and I just you know, was able to put the bat on the ball and, and, and find some hits. Freddie, you joined the Pirates in 04. You'll always be remembered for the batting title in 06 with the 344 average. But you did not start the 2006 season as the Pirates' everyday second baseman. Can, can you walk us through that year and just how everything played out with how, how the opportunity came about for you to be able to play every day? Yeah, it actually started the year before, to be honest with you. So in 05, uh, I thought I did well enough to earn a spot in 06. And... Um, you know, they had informed I, – I thought I, I did well enough to be the starting third baseman that next year. Um, and they informed me, hey, we're signing Joe Randa. So 
he got the job. Um, and I use this, this kind of story as an example for my kids and everyone else. Um, that year I could have gone two different ways. Um, I could have, you know, kind of been upset and, uh, you know, I, I feel like I should be the starter, blah, blah, blah. Or I could go the other way and say, I'm going to be the best utility guy in major league baseball has ever seen. Meaning I don't, no, my, my model that year was no excuses. They brought in, um, Joe, I'm going to, if they call me up, my number's called in the second inning, I'll be ready. If it's in the 18th inning, I'll be ready. And I really feel like that mentality helped me to, I worked so hard just saying, hey, I'm going to be the best utility guy I can be. Spring training, everything. I worked, worked, worked. Um, that year, I think Joe got hurt the first week, get a half, two weeks into the season. And, uh, and, and I was ready when, when he went down. And, um, and uh, I, I worked hard for that opportunity. And I didn't want to let it go, so I kept working harder and harder, and, and everything came together. Um, but none of that would have been, none of that would have been, you know, it wouldn't have happened had it not been for for the support that Joe Randy gave me. Because, um, you know, when I got in there and they they officially named me the starting third baseman after I was doing well, he was my biggest mentor, my biggest fan, my biggest, you know, um, just helping me out in every way I could. I was kind of new to third base for the most part. I had been a shortstop most of my minor league career. And, um, and Joe was there to support me, um, the whole way. So if not for him and his support, you know, I don't know if I would have, would have had that great of a year, but, but it all just came together. And I just, um, you know, I tried to make, uh, every opportunity, you know, count. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. In 2006, you played 99 games at third, 28 at short, 23 at second. So you're you're, you're kind of learning a new position and playing a, a, every day at third base for the most part, and you win a batting tie. How difficult is it to do that? As you look back on it, 
Because typically, if you're, if, you know, if you're kind of a middle infielder coming up and they're moving you to third, you've got so much emphasis. You've got a place on your defensive work every day, but you end up having a phenomenal offensive season as well. How did you pull off both of those things? You know, for me, um, I don't want to say it was easy because nothing's ever easy, but at third base, I just felt so comfortable. That was a position where you literally are just seeing the ball and reacting. So there wasn't much thought process. It was just uh, see ball, field ball, throw ball. And, that, and that's literally the mentality I took was I always try to – I always – whenever I – you know, I was a big defensive guy. Whenever when everybody else had a bat in their hand, I always had a glove in my hand at an early age. I just – so I made it a game within a game. And, and, and you know, my game was, hey, any, any ball hit this way, it's going to be an out. Like, that's the mentality that I had. Like, nothing – this you know, I had the mentality, this ball's every ball's coming to me. I'm ready for every ball. I'm going to make the play. So, for third base was actually like, wow, this is actually kind of fun because you're right in the action and, and you just got to react. So, um, it was – obviously, hitting the baseball is the hardest thing to do. So, you know, the, there's, there's moments where, you know, you feel like you forgot how to hit you get down on yourself and, and just trying to keep that even keel attitude is, is, is a big thing. And, and so that, that, like I said, that year was just a, Hey, go out there and, and try to take advantage of, of this opportunity and do the best you could do. You're battling for the batting title down to the wire with Miguel Cabrera. Okay. So can you put us in your mindset as the season is winding down. The Pirates weren't really playing for anything as a team. You're still playing right. team games. You're trying to win. Okay, so players will often say they don't really look at the numbers. They just try to do what they can do on a given day. So how do you how do you juxtapose that, Freddie, with you're in a batting title with a guy in Cabrera who, who he's going to go to the Hall of Fame now, obviously. And so are, are, are you having to focus on the day-to-day uh, numbers of a, of a point or two here or there. Did, did you look at those things as the season was winding down? You know what? The whole year I did not until that last week. Okay. That last week, you know, I'd be lying if I said it wasn't, it, it, it wasn't hectic. It was a grind. It was like, okay, man, he got this many hits. I did this. This is where he's at. But the whole year, not at all. I mean, I, I just, it's funny, and, and I don't know if you know the story, but me and Jack Wilson – and, you know, Domit and a bunch of other guys, they, there was a ping pong table in the uh, clubhouse that year. And I, we played ping pong every single day. And I don't know, I joke around and say, that's the reason why I won the batting title. It took so much pressure off. And I'm looking at this small ping pong ball, and it's all eye-hand coordination. And then we get on the field, and the ball just looked bigger. You know, <laughs> but, I, but, you know, that year was, was, was you know, Jack, you know, Jack was, Obviously, he's still one of my great friends, and, and he'd be like, hey, man, no pressure. Let's just go play some ping pong. Let's go in there and enjoy it. So we would just play ping pong and then get out there and, and, and go enjoy the game. But that last week was definitely crazy. you know. And that last game, they, they hit him. They, uh, he was leadoff that game for the Marlins. Miguel Cabrera was. So they were, they were you know, doing everything they can to try to get him it. And, you know, he's still one of the best hitters I've ever played against and like you said going to go down to the hall of famer and and what he's doing is, is just unbelievable with his career so it was definitely surreal being there but that last week was definitely some nerves it was definitely crazy uh and then when i got that first hit of the last game everything kind of just it was like just 
uh, relief. You know, it was like, okay, I got that hit. I think at that point it was over, and that's when I was able to take a, a deep breath. As you look back on it now, to win a batting title over Miguel Cabrera, and again, Freddie Sanchez, a tremendous hitter in your own right, how, how do you view that accomplishment here 16 years later? That, that, that's crazy because it, what's crazy is if I would have came, no one would have remembered if I came in second that year to Miguel Cabrera. You know, so just to look at it like that and a lot of, you know, a lot of the kids I coach and help coach, they don't know who Freddie Sanchez is as a player. They know who Miguel Cabrera is. So, so when people say, oh, yeah, Coach Freddie beat, you know, he beat out Miguel Cabrera that year for the batting title, it's like, oh, my goodness, really? So <laughs> I look back now and I'm like, that's pretty cool. That's something that could never be never get taken away from me like that for that one year and you know and everything else that year you know Miguel Cabrera was the silver slugger he hit probably 40 homers I think and drove in everything but at least I was able to to um batting average rise out hit him by a couple points so that that's uh that's pretty cool that was your first all-star appearance uh, the first of three appearances in the all-star game and this number jumps off the page too freddie 53 doubles in uh, 2006 that is a massive massive number um how how did the doubles number come about that year yeah i don't know i i like to like you said when when you're part of uh you know when you use the word professional hitter, I like to feel like I was able to go gap to gap. I was able to use the whole field. And, and you know, I was not the fastest guy by any means. But any time that ball was put in play, I ran as hard as I could out of the box, thinking two on every ball. And there were a lot of times, there were a lot of close plays at second where I was able to barely get in and, and really uh, earn that double. But I think that was a big key, was being able to use the whole field, go gap to gap, and then hustling out of the box um, every at bat. It's I tell everybody they're like, oh, did you? How many home runs did you hit that you knew were gone? I was like, uh, I don't think I hit one that I knew was gone. <laughs> I was hustling out of the box, just hoping it got over the outfielder's head. So um, you know, it's one of those where I think it was a combination of just. Uh, using the whole field and, and just getting after it out of the box. I do need to follow up on what you said earlier about the ping pong because those are all competitive guys. Who 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 won these ping pong games between you, Jack Wilson, Ryan Dome, and anybody else involved in these? I did. I I, <laughs> I can honestly say I took home the crown, no matter what Jack says. <laughs> we, me me and Jack had some battles, and Dome Dome had some some crazy spin on his ball. Uh, but at the end, it was it was me and Jack, you know, ninety percent of the time. And uh, I, I I always say I got him. He'll tell everyone he got me. You played for the Pirates from '04 to '09. That was part of the twenty year losing streak. Uh, so not maybe kind of a lot of downs in terms of teams. There were some ups in terms of you know games and personal success. What was it like for you? to play a team game and you're, you're trying to do the very best you can. And obviously you had a lot of personal success and some other guys on those teams had a lot of personal success, but that era of pirates franchise history, you know, really was a very, very tough era. Yeah. You know, and, and, and that's one of my biggest regrets in baseball was that we didn't win uh, for the fans and the organization. Uh, I felt like we had, you know, we had good players. We did the best we could do. But when anyone asked me, oh, what's one of your biggest regrets? That's one of my biggest regrets is that we didn't win for the fans and the organization in Pittsburgh while I was there. Uh, and it's an unfortunate situation. You know, I, 
those are some of the best fans in all of sports. I, I truly believe that. And they came out and supported us all the time, even when we were losing. And, and that's the frustrating part is that we, we couldn't win for them. Now, you did um, win. You won a World Series with the Giants. But the Pirates finally did win in 2013. They made three straight playoff appearances. You were kind of out of baseball already at that point. Right. Did you, did you appreciate and follow the Pirates' success maybe from 13 to 15, given how much – I'm sure you you probably knew, even from afar, how much that success meant to the fans in Pittsburgh. Oh, when I was watching and I saw the stadium field and, and they had reason to, to, to cheer, and, and that that made me feel good. That made me – you know, I, I to be kind of like finally they – they get they, they got you know some winners out there that that not not winners but winning teams that that they can be proud of and and, and support uh, that made me feel great. All right, you're uh, you're still a young man, 44 years old. You're coaching. Uh, the youth now, you said a 14U team. What would you like to do five years from now, ten years from now? Do you, do you want to continue coaching youth? Would you want to get into the college ranks? Would you ever want to maybe become – I would think you would be a tremendous professional hitting coach. What, what's, the, what's the goal for you over the long term? You know, it's tough, and I, uh, I, I love coaching youth. I love coaching the, the, the younger kids that are hungry to learn and want to learn. Um, so it's tough. I don't know, maybe at some point, maybe get in the college ranks and see how that goes. Um, but I don't know if you know this. My wife and I got a little crazy, and, and we have a two-year-old girl now. So okay. uh, I got to stick around here for, for a, a little bit while. <laughs> so you got, you got a lot of youth coaching still left to do. Oh, yeah. So I have, you know, I have my, my uh, uh, 17-year-old son, and then I have my 14-year-old son, and now we have a, a, a little girl and uh, she's amazing. So, but I also I also want to get into. Uh, I wouldn't mind getting into some um, um, broadcasting and and uh, you know analyzing and, and stuff like that on TV and, and talk about baseball and just be a part of the baseball world. Have you had? You're, you are really good at this and very personable. Have you had any uh, inroads with that part of it, the broadcasting, either locally, regionally, nationally? Is that something that that could happen for you? I have not. Uh, uh, I have talked to. Uh, it's funny. I was on a flight with Harold Reynolds one time, and he 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 had told me, "Hey, if you ever want to get involved, give me a call." So um, that's something that that I have not even entertained yet, but that's something that I definitely want to want to do, and I can see myself doing um, just because just to, to to stay involved and and to be able to talk about the game. I'm going to ask you a really tough question here, uh, Freddie. Uh, Fantastic hitter, 297 average. What kind of hitter would you be in the modern era of baseball? Oh. Would, would you would you exist in the modern era, Freddie? Would they try to change all of these things about you to focus more on launch angle and exit velocity? What 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 would you be in this day and age? It's funny. I might be out of a job. <laughs> you know, I I don't know. It, it it's crazy. I'm sure. At some point, the organization or the coaches or whoever would have to be like, hey, this is the hitter we need you to be. I just don't know if, if I've always been the same hitter my whole career. I've never been really a power hitter. 
But if I had to start swinging for power, I'm sure that would equal more strikeouts for me. I don't know. Uh, I, it, it, I have this conversation with a bunch of my friends. Like, hey, dude, what would? What about now? How? What kind of hitter would you be? And and I'm just like, oh, I don't know because you know, there's so many times where I'm watching the game, and you know, when they when they when we played, they didn't have, you know, the you put the guy at second base uh, in extra innings, and and I I I, I don't see anybody hitting the ball to second to get him over or laying down a bunt. And I'm, mm-hmm. and most of the time, I'm like, crap, that's where I'd come in and just try to hit a ground ball to second so we can get a sack fly and end this thing. You know, so I, I really don't know. I'm sure I would have to – the game's evolved so much, so I would have had to evolve. And, I, and I'm evolving every day as a coach and as a, you know, an ex-player. I'm still evolving. Um, but it, that's a tough one. I'm sure at that point I would have had to uh, try to evolve to – to the surroundings and what was going on. We did a, a podcast recently with your good friend Jack Wilson, and, and it was refresh, refreshing to hear him say that he is a, a coach, a youth coach, and they do still teach baseball the way you and he and others grew up learning, that, that you still teach it that way. Now, the game might be different at the major league level with the focus on different analytics and medics, metrics, but Jack said launch angle, exit velocity, that stuff doesn't really come into play with 16, 17, 18, 19-year-old kids. That comes into play with grown men, and you get to the major leagues where the ball is kind of jacked a little bit. So do you still teach hitting and still teach things the way you learned them 30 years ago, or are you forced to change some of your teaching approaches to the way the modern game is going? It's a mixture of both, but but I mainly go back to what what – what I was taught, but I know this game's evolving. And, and Jack's right because, you know, you just have some kids um, that aren't big enough and strong enough. So if we're trying to teach them launch angle for our age group, it's going to be pop flies all day long, you know. And, and, and so you really got to talk to the kids. And, and, and sometimes when you talk launch angle, the kids think, oh, dip and drive, you know. So you really got to explain the philosophy behind it, what you're talking about, but I, 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 I don't teach so much, you know, at these younger ages, hitting is the hardest thing to do. I don't deal with mechanics very often. There may be one or two things. My goal for them is just see ball, hit ball, have some fun. And if I see something in your swing, we'll work on it. But uh, I'm, still, I'm still of the, the old adage of I just want to see uh, hard backspun ground balls and, and hard line drives. With all that you're doing, uh, coaching and family and everything, and the game has changed significantly since you retired. Do you watch Major League Baseball much now? I do. I do. Not, not, not too much. I have it on for my younger son, but I don't really sit and watch a whole game. It'll be on in the background. Uh, I'm big on – I like watching college baseball. Um, uh, you know, I, I, I like watching college baseball. But every – you know, come playoffs, I'll watch the big league – uh, games will be on. You know, I'll watch those and see what's going on. But throughout the year, you know, I look back and I'm like, man, we played a lot of games. There's games every day going on. <laughs> you know, so. Um, but yeah, it's 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 on. In, it's sometimes in the background. I don't, like I said, I don't really sit and watch a whole game. Uh, I try to keep up on on what guys are doing, and and the kids will talk about certain players, and you know, so I'll watch that. But but just here and there, not 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 really too much. And you are you are still young. Are you able to get out and play in? Uh, men's retired leagues or city leagues or anything like that? Is there anything oh, no. where you can keep the oh, competitive no. juices going? Oh, no. I tell I tell everyone my, my shoulder and back are sitting somewhere behind second base in San Francisco. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> you know, I'm just trying to, 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 
to to be healthy and to 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 do the little things. But um, no, I don't I don't get out and play anymore. That's Jack. Jack still plays in. Shoot, Jack will play anywhere, any place. He's 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 just that guy. He's he's you know he's like Gumby. He he, he never breaks. You, you were know? such a great hitter that the injuries kind of forced forced maybe a little bit of an early uh, exit from the game. How do you look back on that? Do you, are you thankful for every yeah. the time you got? I, or are you oh, bittersweet I'm, I'm, a little bit? It was bittersweet a little bit at the beginning, I have to be honest, because I really didn't go out on my own. Um, you know, I, 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 like I said, my last game, I dove for a ball up the middle in San Francisco and dislocated my shoulder, tore it up, cuff, labrum, everything, and that was it. That was my last game played. So that was that was a hard pill to be like, wow, I, it, it's over, and I didn't. Um, so when I said that I had, I have two regrets. I have. One, my, my, my big regret was obviously not winning for, for the fans and organization in Pittsburgh. My other regret was that I didn't feel like San, the San Francisco fans got to see, see me at my best. Mm-hmm. I feel like they got the, you know, I was injured a lot and everything like that. So those are the two regrets I have. But I, listen, I've come such a long way. I was fortunate enough to even be able to play in the big leagues. Uh, I, w- I feel like I was blessed every day by the man above and, it, it, it's tough to, to when it's over, but I can look back and say I, I can honestly say I gave everything I had and and be happy with that. And last thing for you, Freddie, you, you did have personal success uh, with uh, the Pirates. Pirates fans will always remember Freddie Sanchez, as I mentioned to be, at the beginning, as a professional hitter. Uh, you, you, you pleased with that legacy within uh, the Pittsburgh fan base? I am. I am. I, I gave. I, I gave them everything I had. I feel like they they were so supportive of our teams, even though we weren't winning. And and I'm happy with that with that assessment. I really am. Fantastic. Great to catch up with you. Really good to hear the stories and everything. It was a pleasure to watch you hit, man. It was. If you're hey. teaching, if you're teaching hitting, you can throw on a, a tape of Freddie Sanchez, that, and kids are going to learn a lot there. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. I really do. Thanks so much, Freddie. Appreciate the time. Thanks.